You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast is presented by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today and tell them Locked On sent you. Tennessee Titans training camp is less than two weeks away. I could not be more excited for football to get here and for us to discuss everything that we need to leading up to the start of training camp. And of course, as promised, that is the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview. I'm going to go position by position through the offense, through the defense, and I'm not giving you guys my roster predictions. No, I'm going to tell you every single player on the training camp roster, what I think their high and low outcome is, who I think can make a big impact, who has a chance to make this roster. Just going to go through every single player on the team and break down what their skill set is and what their chances are of making this team. So, of course, today we are going to start in the offensive backfield with the quarterback position and with the running back position. And although the starters at those positions are set in stone, I think what comes next on the depth chart at both spots is very, very Interesting. So diving into the quarterback and the running back position on this first episode of the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it. Go Titans fans. I am so hype right now. We're back to five days per week. Like I said, training camp less than 10 days away. I can smell it. I can feel it. Tennessee Titans football is just around the river bend. I am so, so excited to dive into this training camp preview over the next 10 days with you guys. But before we jump into the quarterback and running back training camp breakdowns, few notes that I want to go through with you guys to start the show. Of course, number one, the housekeeping here. Got to let you guys know, the Locked on Titans podcast is back to five days per week, and we will stay that way for the foreseeable future, getting you ready for for the season. Make sure that you never miss an episode of the Locked On Titans podcast by subscribing on whatever platform you do stream. You will find it there. You don't want to miss any of the other positions I'll be breaking down as we get closer to training camp. I got a little bit of a Jeffrey Simmons deep dive film analysis bubbling up that I've been working on. Going to do an offensive player as well. Not teasing that one yet, but a lot coming. Make sure that you follow the Locked On Titans podcast wherever you get your podcast, Follow me on social media as well, at Tic Tac Titans. Don't want to miss any of the film work that I do on there. And the new Facebook page, at Locked On Titans Pod. I guess I can stop calling it new. It's been up for a few months now, but still feels new to me, at least in comparison to the podcast and the Twitter account. But let's dive into 
this madness. And before we get into the quarterback and running back position, I want to break down the schedule going forward here for training camp for the Titans. Includes the preseason games that they're going to be going after and the schedule there when they play and how that leads into the season. So number one, training camp for Tennessee Titans rookies will start on July the 24th. That's going to be Saturday. They're going to officially report. And then the veterans join training camp on the 27th of July. And that is going to be next Tuesday, a week from today. So very exciting to be able to say that. Now some very other important points. The Titans will be holding their training camp in Nashville. But They won't be in Nashville for the entirety of the training camp because they are going to have a joint practice with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers prior to the preseason game where they play the Bucs. And because they're playing in Tampa Bay for that, the Titans will travel from Nashville to Tampa Bay for that joint practice. And that will take place August 18th through the 19th. Like I said, it does precede the Titans' second preseason game, which is against the Buccaneers. And speaking of those preseason games, let's talk about that. The first football game for the Tennessee Titans is going to be August the 13th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time in Atlanta. So pretty cool that the Titans' first quote-unquote game of the year is against Arthur Smith. So that's pretty cool. And then the Titans, of course, do that joint practice with the Buccaneers before their second preseason game on August the 21st at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time where they will play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then they will round out the preseason with a matchup against the Chicago Bears at home, the Titans' only home preseason game. I like that it's the last one of the preseason, though. I'm okay with that. If I only had to have one Titans' home game, I would pick for it to be the last one. But that will be August 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Nashville, once again against the Bears, all leading up to September the 12th, the season opener at home against the Arizona Cardinals. So that's all very exciting stuff. That is the schedule for the rest of the preseason, wanted to give you guys that information before we got into this Locked On Titans training camp preview. One other piece of random news that I wanted to throw in, a guy that we've talked about quite a bit on the show, edge rusher Melvin Ingram. I was really hoping the Titans would kick the tires on Ingram and see if they could get another veteran edge rusher in the building. We'll talk more about that in the training camp preview when we talk about the edge rushers. But I was hoping the Titans would do that. We saw a similar veteran edge rusher like Ryan Kerrigan sign with the Eagles for one year, $3.5 million. Melvin Ingram has now signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a one-year deal. I bet it's very similar in money to the Ryan Kerrigan deal. The Titans have about $7 million of cap space remaining. I get if they are if they are hesitant to use that. But for a player like Melvin Ingram and how badly the Titans need to shore up that pass rush, I thought that might be worthwhile. I'm still surprised the Titans weren't able to land Ryan Kerrigan at that price. So just a little piece of current news wanted to keep you guys abreast of. Again, we'll discuss the edge rusher position more when we talk about them early next week or at the end of this week. The schedule is still shaking out. But we are going to move into the quarterback room and talk about what the Titans have on the roster and how I think things shake out and what each player can bring to the table. Before we get into that, do want to remind you guys that betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
No, football season is not here yet, but you could do some future bets on the NFL season over under win totals, statistical projections, things like that. But if you can't wait until football, baseball season is in full swing. The NBA is finishing up the NBA finals, so you could bet on that. There's boxing and MMA or boxing and UFC action that you could bet on throughout the summer. So make sure before the next pitch, you head over to betonline.ag. You can use your laptop, you can use your mobile device, but sign up for free today. And when you use promo code locked on, that's one word locked on, they'll actually give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Literally free money. So head over to betonline.ag today. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Titans fans, let's dive into the quarterback room as we kick off our position-by-position breakdown before Titans training camp next week. Talking about the quarterbacks, there are three guys on the roster currently, and quite frankly, I don't expect any additions, and I don't expect the three names to change. We have the incumbent starter, Ryan Tannehill, a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, signed, sealed, delivered. Ryan Tannehill is a lock for the roster. He's a lock for the starting position. It's comical to say anything else or discuss the topic in any other way. But let's just talk about Ryan Tannehill for a quick second. Incredibly efficient in the Titans system. His skill set pairs perfectly with what the Titans want to do. He's got great mobility, great athleticism. As a former wide receiver in college, that proves the point in itself. That athleticism helps the Titans out when they run those heavy bootleg plays where Ryan Tannehill's faking the handoff to Derrick Henry. He's running out on to the perimeter, and we've seen Ryan Tannehill make big plays for the Titans, an important plays for the Titans in those scenarios, but we also see Ryan Tannehill's value in the RPO game. I mean, Ryan Tannehill will run the read option with Derrick Henry on two-point conversions, on close third downs, scoring opportunities, and he's been very, very successful that way. We get the air Tannehill with the finger roll. All of that is predicated on the fact that Ryan Tannehill has excellent mobility if you look at him compared to his NFL brethren. No. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not really even Josh Allen. But you don't have to be that mobile to have effective mobility. And that's exactly what I would call what Ryan Tannehill has, effective mobility. But outside of the mobility, he's not the most purely accurate guy ever, but he's an aggressive thrower. He'll put it downfield. He'll throw it into tight windows. He's got great arm strength, and he's willing to take a hit in the pocket. Now, some of those hits happen because Ryan Tannehill doesn't have excellent pocket presence. He's not Tom Brady out there dodging everything, moving up in the pocket. He can do a little bit of that. You have to be able to do some of that to be an effective NFL quarterback, but it's definitely not Ryan Tannehill's strong suit. So the Titans offense with the play action creates open windows, which negates the accuracy issues. And because of the play action as well, and then the results after that, it gives Ryan Tannehill more time because you can keep more linemen in with those play action fakes, and it kind of negates the pocket presence issues. So they highlight all of his strong suits. They negate and try to minimize all the things that he's not as good as, and that has resulted in top 10, quite frankly, top five quarterback play over the last one and a half years. So really excited about Ryan Tannehill. I get more excited every single day for what he can do now with Julio Jones added to this offense. But the big question, 
the most interesting discussion to have when it comes to the quarterback position is who will be the backup quarterback. Now, I'm not going to beat you guys over the head with the same thing that I say every single time the backup quarterback position is brought up, but I'll give you a condensed version. I don't trust Logan Woodside. I don't really trust Deshaun Kaiser either, but I think Kaiser is a more willing project. Let's be honest with ourselves. Logan Woodside is a project player. He's only played in six games his entire career. He's only thrown three passes, one for three, seven yards, and most of the games when he comes in, it's to kneel down the ball in victory formation after the Titans have won. He has more production in the run game than he does the passing game. He has seven carries for 10 yards, and one of those was an 18-yard scramble against Jacksonville last year at the end of the game after the Titans had blown them out. Ooh, after the Titans blew out the Jags. Feels good to say stuff like that. So that shows you that six of the seven carries are kneel downs where he's losing yards. He's literally losing yards on most of his plays. So I don't see how anybody could trust Logan Woodside to play for two quarters if Ryan Tannehill were to get hurt for two weeks if Ryan Tannehill were to get hurt. Yes, Yes, of course. If Ryan Tannehill gets hurt in a major way, the Titans are doomed no matter what. I don't think there's a backup quarterback on the market that would change the Titans' season outcome if Ryan Tannehill suffered a serious injury. But what if he doesn't? What if it's just a short injury? What if it's a minor injury that keeps him out for two weeks? You can't roll out Logan Woodside. You can't. You just cannot do that. Now, Deshaun Kaiser has played in 18 games. He has 15 starts in his career. Now, he lost every single one of those starts, but it is important to say that every single one of those 15 starts came with the 2017 Cleveland Browns. I'm not judging Deshaun Kaiser based on that. I'm not making that mistake. Now, if you look at the other stats for Kaiser, 53% completion rate. Again, most of that came with the Browns, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. 3,081 yards in his career, 11 touchdowns, 24 interceptions. I know that's bad, but look, We got a guy who's basically never played a serious play in his life, and then we have a guy who has 3,000 career yards and has started 15 times. Deshaun Kaiser matches the offense and matches Ryan Tannehill from a skill standpoint way better. Logan Woodside is a smart guy, but he doesn't have a strong arm. He doesn't have anywhere near elite mobility. He is below average in mobility, below average in arm, below average in accuracy. It's literally like the Titans are doing him a favor. I think he may have some blackmail on John Robinson. That title has now been passed from David Flewellen to Logan Woodside, the roster pirate, as I like to call them. It's it's just insane that Woodside has stayed around this long with literally zero to go to to say why he's a good NFL player. Last year, when the media was asking about Logan Woodside, the coaches literally couldn't talk anything about his physical skill set. They just said, oh, he works hard knows the playbook, is in here every day. Nothing about a strong arm, accuracy, mobility, anything. Deshaun Kaiser, on the other hand, while having his struggles, not very accurate, not good pocket presence. Who does that sound like? But he does have good mobility for the position. He has a strong arm, big-bodied guy. So I just don't see how the Titans could choose Logan Woodside over Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser beats Woodside in traits, production, and NFL experience. Logan Woodside can go to the practice squad. That would be perfectly fine. Keep him around all you want. But nobody's stealing or poaching Woodside, so it makes no sense to me that Woodside would be the choice over Kaiser. But that's the most interesting conversation around the quarterback room. Who will win the backup quarterback job, Deshaun Kaiser or Logan Woodside? I do want to say this as my final point. 
The Titans need to, at some point, consider an outside resource, consider a veteran, maybe making a little bit of a low-end conditional seventh-round trade for a backup quarterback. Think about somebody like Garner Minshew sitting in Jacksonville. Now, the Jags may not make the dumb move. They may keep him around just in case Lawrence gets hurt. He did have surgery in the preseason or in the offseason earlier in the year. If the Jags are smart, they'll keep Garner Minshew around as a fail-safe. But if they aren't, then the Titans should try to go out and make that play. They just have to... You cannot leave the fate of the season up to a couple of weeks of Logan Woodside or Deshaun Kaiser. But if you are, give me Kaiser. But that's going to do it for the quarterback discussion and the quarterback breakdown heading into training camp. We are going to go into the running back position where there are a lot of interesting questions to ask there in terms of the back end of the depth chart in a similar way to the quarterback position. Before we get into that though, do want to talk a little bit more about today's title sponsor and that is rockauto.com. Rockauto.com has been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. The rockauto.com online catalogs remarkably easy to use. It's easy to navigate. You can see all the brands, specifications, and prices to choose from. And with a few easy clicks, you can get whatever it is that you need delivered directly to your door. One thing I didn't know about chain auto parts stores is they can give you a different price, whether you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer. So there's the chance that you go into an auto parts or a chain auto parts store They don't have the part that you need. They have to order it from one of their warehouses and you pay twice as much for it as the guy standing next to you in line because he works at the local dealership. Not a chance. I would ever do that. Cut out the middleman. Go online to rockauto.com right now and look at all the parts they have available for your car or truck. And when you order your parts, make sure you write locked on. That's one word, locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that I sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are going to cap off this Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast and our first installment in the 2021 Locked On Titans training camp preview with the running back position. We talked about the preseason schedule to start the show. We talked about the quarterback room. Now let's cap off with the running back group. Before we do, just want to remind you guys about the Locked On Today podcast hosted by the great Peter Bukowski. It's all the biggest sports stories from all the major sports in under 20 minutes, Monday through Friday. Make sure you never miss a Locked on today podcast by subscribing on whatever platform you do stream but let's dive into the running backs and of course like with quarterback no surprise here Derek Henry the dog the king the man himself at the top of the depth chart no questions asked the 2,000 yard rusher Derek Henry in my opinion I'm not one of these guys who gives all the credit for Ryan Tannehill to Derek Henry but I will say this It is my opinion that Derrick Henry is the most important person to this team. And it's not just because of what he does in the run game, but it's about the effect that he has on the defense. Teams are 100% looking to stop Derrick Henry. That helps the Titans from a game plan perspective. That helps the Titans from an emotional perspective. 
perspective. When you're out on defense and you see Derrick Henry in the backfield, there's just no way that psychologically that doesn't impact you. It's like Steph Curry in basketball. Just Steph Curry being out on the floor with his threat of shooting opens everything else up for his other lesser talented teammates. The threat of Derrick Henry opens everything up for the Titans offense. So that's my point there on Derrick Henry. But now, this is where things get extra interesting. And I have a little bit of a hot take. I've been talking about how I think that Darrington Evans, the second-year running back who was injured for most of the year last year, can make a big impact on the offense with his skill set. And we'll talk about that. But who I'm looking at, who will be number two on the depth chart because of the versatility, not only can help in the passing game, not only can help in pass protection, but can also run the ball quite a bit. It's Brian Hill, the newly signed free agent, came from the Atlanta Falcons, spent a season in Cincinnati as well at the beginning of his career. I love the signing. I said it when it happened. I've maintained that thought throughout the offseason. I love the Brian Hill signing. Only 25 years old. 209 carries in his career for 982 yards, has three touchdowns, but 400 of those yards came last year for the Falcons with increased opportunity. He got 100 carries last year and turned that into 400 yards. So I really like seeing that about four yards per carry for Brian Hill. Then in the passing game, 38 catches in his career, 313 yards and a touchdown. So he has the ability the ability to do that. Like I said, versatility, six foot one, 220 pounds. He's not a scat back, not a satellite back. He's not a big bruiser like Derrick Henry either, but he's versatile and can give you a little bit of both. So if the Titans get in a rough spot and they don't want to tip their hand by having Henry or Evans out there, they can go to Brian Hill. And the guy who filled that role last year for the Titans was Jeremy McNichols. And Jeremy McNichols is a smaller player, five foot nine, 205 pounds, and he was trying to play that balance role for the Titans. So I think Brian Hill is a major upgrade. I think he's a lock for the roster. I think he has to be on the roster. I'd be very disappointed if he did not make it. Now, continuing down the depth chart, after Brian Hill, there's Darrington Evans. Like I said, played in five games last year, had 14 carries for 54 yards. Not a great effort, but a lot of the time when Darrington was out there, the game was already in hand, and the Titans weren't really putting their foot down on the gas pedal. He had two catches for 27 yards and one touchdown. I expect that level of production to skyrocket, quite frankly. I would like to see Darrington Evans used as a gas player in the Titans offense. Run him on jet sweeps where he runs across the formation. Have him in the Wildcat or in the pistol formation with Derrick Henry and run some stuff out of the King Cat and the Wild the Wild King. Things like that. I would want to see that. More screen plays, bubble screens, tunnel screens, slip screens out of the backfield. I just want to see Darrington Evans used in a different way than any other player on the Titans roster, especially on offense, could be used because I think it would be a nice added element to the Titans offense in their portfolio on that side of the ball. But who knows what we will see. Can Evans stay healthy? I think this is a make or break year for Darrington Evans. He was a third round pick, but the Titans aren't going to wait on him forever. He's got to start staying healthy, getting out there and making plays. Now, down below Darrington Evans, I think that Darrington Evans is going to make the roster. Like I said, he's a third-round rookie. There's just no way that he doesn't. But Jeremy McNichols is going to be a guy that's on the bubble now because of the addition of Brian Hill. Jeremy McNichols has played 20 games with the Titans, had 208 rushing. 
rushing yards. He's had one rushing touchdown, 12 catches for 55 yards. Again, he's a smaller guy, 5'9", 205 pounds, but he's proven to be a very good pass protector. But how much is that worth? Brian Hill is a decent pass protector. So, in my mind, I want the more talented player. I want the more talented running back. I want the more versatile running back because of his size and strength. I don't see how Jeremy McNichols can find a way to beat out Evans or Hill, but the Titans could very well carry four of those running backs. None of them are especially helpful on special teams. So, will one of them step up and prove more valuable on special teams than they've shown previously in their career? And then from that perspective, that'll help them you know, get a leg up and get an advantage on the other guys? Be interesting to see. The last running back on the roster is Makai Sargent. He is an undrafted free agent this year out of Iowa. Small guy, about five foot nine, but very strong back, ran very aggressively, has a strong frame, good burst, but not a lot of wiggle, not a lot of straight line speed, not good in pass protection, was productive in college, but the production kind of fell off at times. I don't expect Makai Sargent to make this roster. Uh, He's not really going to be a big help on special teams either, at least if you look at his college career. Who knows what he's willing to do in the NFL to make a career happen. Maybe a practice squad option, but I just don't see him being able to make the cut here. But those aren't the only backs on the roster. There are two fullbacks that we need to talk about. Number one, Kari Blossom game. Obviously, the guy who's been with the Titans for the last one and a half years, played 21 games with them. Doesn't really have any rushing stats whatsoever, but has eight catches for 93 yards during his his career. I think the Corey Blossom game has proven very valuable for the Titans as a role player, but he's not so valuable that he can't be replaced. Remember, Corey Blossom game was uh, acquired in a trade from the Minnesota Vikings in 2019. He's less than a million dollars on the salary cap. There is nothing about Corey Blossom game that is special enough to keep him on the Titans roster if someone is better than him. His contract isn't punitive enough for the Titans not to cut him and go another route, but I like Kari Blossom game. He knows the system. The Titans coaching staff is obviously comfortable with him, and that gives him a huge advantage over an undrafted free agent from Louisiana State LSU, and that is Tory Carter. Now, Tory Carter played 42 games while at LSU, had 16 catches, 157 yards, two touchdowns. I think he had two carries for four yards during his time, but he's another fullback. He's not a guy who's going to get the ball. He's a guy who's hard-nosed, tough physical will smack you in the mouth. He was applauded for his physicality, will help on special teams, is a guy who has some versatility, could probably play like a wing back, uh, tight end situation, a tight end off the line of scrimmage. Uh, the Titans in their zone scheme like to take a tight end from, let's say, the right-hand side and upon the snap go all the way back to the left-hand side to cut off the backside defensive end. And Tory Carter could do a very good job at that. Now, Will he learn the system quick enough? Will that extra special teams ability, which Kari Blossom game helps a lot in special teams as well, especially on punt team. So can Tory Carter make up for all of that and just be an overall better fullback, a good special teams player? Can he do all of that to unseat Kari Blossom game? I don't think it's unrealistic. I just think 
It's not super likely, but I'm also not naive enough to think that Kari Blossom game is a lock for this roster. At the position that he plays and his talent level, nothing is set in stone for Kari Blossom game. But guys, that is going to do it for my training camp preview on the Titans offensive backfield. We talked about the quarterback position, talked about the running backs and the fullbacks. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow to break down the wide receiver position and the tight end position as well. Make sure you don't miss that by following the Locked on Titans podcast wherever you get your podcast. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.